Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. My topic that I'm sharing is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is God's great desire for us as his people, his children, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus came, he promised that he will pray to the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And when he will come, he will guide us. He will also remind us everything that Jesus has taught before to his disciples. Last Sunday, it was a Pentecost Sunday. Uh, I want to go to what uh, I, I preach my part one of message. I will mix with what I said today, depending to the time. But I want to go uh, to what I said uh, last Sunday. In the Old Testament, the Pentecost was the festival of harvest. Uh, they were celebrating harvest. One of the meaning of that was the celebration of harvest. So in the Christian tradition, uh, today we celebrate Pentecost as the day that the Holy Spirit came upon the disciple. It's also, it represents also the birth of the early church. The church began on that day. So if in the Old Testament they were celebrating the harvest, in the New Testament, in the day of Pentecost, there was also a great harvest of souls. We see that. 3,000 people were baptized in one day. This is a great harvest. But the key is that that harvest could not happen without the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church, on the disciple, that gave way to that great harvest of soul. And Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts 1, verse 8, I'm reading from New King James Version, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He promised to them that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So this scripture is showing us clearly that the Holy Spirit is not power but the Holy Spirit is the giver of power because he told them that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit will come on you. So there is a difference between the Holy Spirit and the power. The power comes when the Holy Spirit comes on you. There, I know there are other religions like Jehovah Witness that teach people the Holy Spirit is the power, is not God, is not a person. But we in Christianity, we know that the Holy Spirit is the person of God, but the Holy Spirit is the custodian of God's power. Through it, we receive the power. So this scripture is showing us clearly that uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the power. And the word power that is in that verse of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, means in the Greek, it's the word dunamis, which means force, ability, strength, or miraculous power. In other words, he was telling them, you will receive miraculous power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will receive divine ability 
when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, or you will receive strength when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And Jesus knew that without the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the disciple would not be able to advance the kingdom of God. They will not be able to represent him. They will not be able to witness him. They need the power in order for them to be able to do that. So the ability to witness Jesus comes from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And the ability to perform miracles comes also from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So now we, we want to see uh, when the power came on them. There are certain effects of the power. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon a man or comes upon a church, there are evidences. You see the effect, the product of that power. And uh, I would like to share a few with you. Number one, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on a person, it brings transformation. Radical transformation can happen only through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The disciples of Jesus were under his feet for three years, receiving the word that he was preaching. They were living with him day and night. They were permanently with him. And remember, Jesus was not an ordinary man. He was God made man. God who became man. He was himself the word made the flesh. So they were receiving directly from the source, from God himself. But despite of the fact that they were under the ministry of Jesus, all of them, they were not transformed. They were not completely changed. They were receiving different kind of teaching from Jesus for the, 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 the duration of three years, but they were still the same people. We can see that even at the end, when Jesus was about to be arrested, we see Peter using the knife to cut the ear of someone. Peter was still an angry man, but he received a lot of teaching from Jesus. Jesus taught them about forgiveness. He taught them about the purity of heart. He taught them about humility. He taught them about many things, but the, these people were still the same. We see uh, a man like Thomas was still a man full of incredulity. His heart was full of doubts, but he was under the ministry of Jesus. Even after Jesus died, he resurrected, he came to his disciple. They told Thomas, the master came today, he said, no, I cannot accept unless I put my finger. So this man was not yet transformed. He received all the teaching from Jesus, but he was still full of incredulity. We see the sons of Zebedee. One day, Jesus preached to a city. They refused to welcome them. They, they advised him, just call the fire from heaven and consume this entire city. You can see wickedness in these people. Just told them, what kind of spirits, what, what kind of spirits do you have? So you see that these people, they were receiving good teaching. They were receiving from God himself, but there was no transformation because Jesus knew that the transformation will take place only when the Holy Spirit will come on them. And he told them that when I go, I will pray my father. He will send the Holy Spirit. And he said, when he comes, he will guide you. This is number one. He will guide you on all the truth. And he said, he will remind you. It means that even the word that I'm preaching you now, these, those words will not sink within you unless the Holy Spirit comes on you to help you. So the transformation happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes. And when we look at the disciple of Jesus, before Pentecost and after Pentecost, we see a great difference, huge difference. The same Peter who denied Jesus 
He was afraid, locking himself in the upper room. They were not able to go out. But the moment the fire of God came on them, the first thing they did, they opened the door and they went out. They began to preach. They, they were not anymore afraid to face the Jews. Why? Because something came on them to transform them. And they were able to die for Jesus. They were able to, to, to express the fruit of the Spirit. Thomas was not the, the same man anymore. The sons of Zebedee, they were not the same people anymore. They were transformed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit came on them. And we also, as the children of God, we need to put much value on the power of God. It is a necessity for our journey as believers. We need that empowerment. We need to know that Jesus has already sent his Holy Spirit on the church. It's up to us to open our heart and to receive that power by faith in prayer in the name of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit, the power of God brings transformation. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6, so he answered and he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I said the last time, if I take this scripture, I bring it in the context of the disciple of Jesus. Uh, I can say that might could not change them. Power could not change them. They were exposed to that. They saw miracles. They saw the demonstration of might. They saw the demonstration of power, but they were not changed. Only when the spirit came, then they changed. They were transformed. These people saw Jesus walking on the water. They, they saw Jesus raising Lazarus. They, 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 they saw that after four days, the man was already stinking, but he came out of the grave. They were present. They saw that. But Jesus told them, but myself, I will die. After three days, I will rise up. And when, he, when they arrested him, they ran away. They could not believe the resurrection of Jesus, even though they witnessed with their two eyes the resurrection of Lazarus. You see that they received the words, the information, but they were not transformed. They saw might, they saw power in display, but they were not changed. Until you yourself, you have a personal encounter with the power of God, you cannot be transformed. You may see the power working in the church, you may see the power working with other people, but if you yourself, you don't encounter that power, you will remain the same. What will change you is when that power works in you, comes on you. You have a personal encounter with the power of God. That's why we need to increase our hunger. Say, God, I want to experience your power in my life. When that power comes on you, you cannot remain the same. There will be tremendous change and transformation. Let's take again another scripture. First of book of first Samuel, chapter 10, verse 6. Book of first Samuel, chapter 10, verse 6. The Bible says the following, I'm reading New King James Version. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. The prophet Samuel, after praying for uh, the prophet Samuel, after praying for Saul, the anointed him. He told him, as you are leaving me today, you will go. You will meet people on the road and you will arrive to a certain place. When you find prophets coming from the high hill, they will be praising and worshiping God. The moment you step in the midst, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you with power and you will prophesy 
and the edge that you will be turned into another man. The change will happen in your life. You will be changed into another man the moment the spirit comes on you. So we see when the power of God visits you, there is a change that happened in your life. Only the Holy Spirit is strong enough to overcome the flesh that has its own tendency. Our flesh has its own tendency. Our flesh has its own word, its own thoughts, its own desires, its own ambition, its own inclination. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to overcome the flesh. Without the Holy Spirit living and dwelling and overpowering our flesh, we cannot fulfill the very purpose for which we are here. That's why we need to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit is what gives us the ability to see change in our life. There are certain weaknesses, certain addiction, wrong habits that we will not be able to overcome unless we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you must have a great desire of personal encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit every each day. You expose yourself and need your power. Come and fill me again this morning. You need that fresh touch every each day. And point number two, what happens when the power of God comes upon a person? Number two, the power of the Holy Spirit will activate the sleeping potential within you. There is an activation that happens when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you. Because everybody has gift sleeping inside. There are potential sleeping inside. There are dreams sleeping inside, destiny locked inside. You need the activation for the destiny to be unlocked and the gift to be manifested. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 85, Luke 1, 35, the Bible says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the only one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. When Mary was wondering, you said to me that I will give birth to a child. How can this happen? I'm still a virgin. I don't know man. How can this happen? The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You see, every time I'm, I'm reading the scriptures, it's about the Spirit coming on you. Because we have the Spirit of the Lord inside of us and the Spirit on us. The Spirit on us is what we call the, 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 the release of power. It's, it's, it's the, the power of God coming in, the baptism of the Spirit. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you to guide you, to, to convict you from sin. Your mistake is guiding you. But the Spirit, when it comes on you, is for him to empower you. Now you have the power to exercise your authority as a believer. So Mary did not know that I'm the one that the prophecy of Isaiah is resting on. She was just a young girl, maybe around 15, 16 years old, but the prophet prophesied more than 500 years ago that the virgin shall conceive, shall give birth to a son. And years passed. When Mary was born, she didn't know that I'm the one chosen by God. I'm the one that the prophecy is on me. She didn't know. But when the angel came to say that you are the one chosen by God, 
that prophecy will manifest. For the prophecy to manifest, the power came on her, and she was able to conceive and give birth to that child. Everyone sitting here, you must give birth to something. You will not just die, like you will not live wasting your time on the earth. There are things that you need to give birth. There are things that you need to give birth to bless your society, to bless your community, to bless your family, to bless your surrounding, to bless your church. There are things that you must give birth. There are things locked inside of you, but you need to be activated so that those things will come to manifestation. Like Mary was carrying the prophecy, but the power came on her so that the prophecy will be manifested. So this is my prayer for you tonight, that God will come and touch you, that what is sleeping in you will be awakened, and then you'll be able to serve the Lord. And number three, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, the power of the Holy Spirit will enable you to exercise correctly your dominion as a kingdom citizen. It helps you to exercise correctly your dominion as a kingdom citizen. The church is called to walk in dominion, in the position of rulership. God made men so that men will exercise dominion here on the earth. But you cannot exercise dominion unless you are empowered. Jesus has given us authority to represent him, to represent his kingdom, but we need power to exercise correctly that authority. For example, if, if, if you see a soldier or a policeman, for example, he, he, he represents the, the, the traffic department. He's standing there on the road and he's a policeman with his uniform and everything. He, he, he stands there only with the uniform, only with uh, the, the title of the policeman. He has only authority. That he's standing there, he represents the traffic department. But if someone comes to attack him alone, only with that authority, he may be defeated with the authority. Even though they can arrest that person, but he may be defeated. They can bring him down. But if the traffic department gives him a gun, it gives him a knife, something to hold, beside that authority is empowered also. When you come to attack him, he does not only have the authority, he has also the power. He can use the gun to protect himself. This is what is happening with us, the believers. Jesus has given us authority. It means that we represent him, but without the power, you may remain a little bit blocked without exercising fully your authority. Why? Well, because you are not empowered. But when you are empowered, even if when the devil wants to resist you, you have power to use against him. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive that power to exercise correctly your dominion as a kingdom citizen. We read last time the book of Acts. Acts chapter 13, from verse 8 to verse 11. Acts 13, verse 8 to verse 11. But Elimus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them seeking to turn the preconcile away from the faith. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, Oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you 
you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him. And he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. We see here Paul and Silas went to a missionary field. They went to preach to another city. And the governor invited them in his house for them to preach the gospel to him. And the Bible said that as they were ministering to uh, that man in his house, there was a magician. His name was Elimas. And the Bible says clearly, Elimas withstood them. You see what the devil does? He tried to withstand them, to oppose them. He was trying to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Working in manipulation. This is witchcraft. Many people in the city, they're not coming to the church, they're not coming to Jesus because witchcraft is manipulating them. So what was happening here, this man was in witchcraft and he was trying to manipulate the mind of this man to don't receive what Paul was preaching. But the Bible says that, and Paul filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the key. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. In other way, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He sensed what the man was doing. And then he cursed the man. He said that you will become blind. He used his authority and the power over that man to make him blind so that the, 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 the governor will receive the gospel. As a result, we see in verse 12 that this man opened his heart. The governor opened his heart to receive Jesus Christ. So Paul was not able, could not use his, or, uh, exercise his dominion in that place unless he was empowered. It was because he was filled with the Holy Spirit that he was able to reverse the manipulation of that magician. So we also today, we have to know that we are in this world, we will face a lot of battles and controversy. Without the power of God, we run away. But if the power is there, we can stand against the enemy and possess our ground and manifest the kingdom of God. We cannot manifest the kingdom of God without the power. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not based on weight alone, but on the power, the demonstration of the power of God. The two work together. You cannot go with the power alone because the power is backed up by the word. The power comes from the word. When the word is preached and the power will follow the word to confirm the word. So when we have only the word alone and we don't have the power, we don't bring good results. It must work together. Jesus was working like that. And he wants us. That's why he told the disciple, wait, you will become witness to me only when the spirit comes upon you. When you receive the power, you'll be able to talk. You'll be able to evangelize. You'll be able to go up. Your word will be empowered. Your word will carry fire when you speak and people will be touched and come to the kingdom of God. So this is what we want to understand, why the power is important and why we need to pray to open ourselves to receive that. And, and, and on the day of Pentecost, the power of God came on them in the form of fire. In the form of fire. That was the form that the, God decided to release the spirits on them. It was different, like at the time of Jesus. Jesus, the spirit came on in the form of a dove. But the disciple, the, the, the spirit came on them in the form of fire. Like I said in the morning, that the fire came on them not only to empower them but also to purify them because the fire brings purification until you encounter the fire of god you will not be purified there are things in our heart that need to be removed 
and the gold, you are like a gold for God, and you are purified when you encounter the fire. And, and, and the, the fire came on them. We see that because of the fire, there were great results in the life. So I will take this uh, 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 scripture. I'm jumping other things. I want to combine what I said in the morning. Let, give, let me give you one scripture and I'll give you the last one. Then we pray. So I want to, to bring your mind together to combine everything that I said those two Sundays at the church. Let's take the book of uh, Acts. Book of Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 42. No, no, 41. We can read 41 to 44. 41 to 44. You see the life in the church of Jerusalem after the fire came. Last Sunday, uh, Stephen gave us a, a good foundation on the fire from the Old Testament to the New Testament, how the fire came in the temple and on the on the us as, as people today. And uh, I like something that he said last Sunday that Jesus did not only left the temple, but he left the body. We are a body and the body need to catch the fire so that the, the kingdom of God will open up, will grow. And let's read Acts chapter 2, 41 to 44. Verse 41 says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrines. Other version said the apostle teachings. And fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. And verse 43, then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostle. Now all who believe were together and had all things in common. So this, 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 those four verses are so powerful. You can see the picture, the image of the early church when the fire came, the result of the fire in that church, the product of fire in that church. You see the Bible says in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine or the apostle teaching. The first thing that happened to them when the fire came, the fire of the Holy Spirit ignites the passion for the word of God. The passion for the word of God. When the fire comes on you, the passion for the word of God is ignited in you. This, and we see in verse 42, the passion for fellowship. The Bible says that they continue steadfastly in the doctrine of the apostle in fellowship. That was the second thing. You, they received the passion to come together, to stay there. And that church was meeting from Monday to Sunday. It was not like, no, they meet Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. It was every each day they were in the temple. Every each day. Because they received the passion for the word. They want to, re to receive more of the word. They were not tired of listening the teaching of the apostles, and they were not tired of meeting together. The fire was burning in them that I cannot stay in isolation. When the church lacks the fire, people be begin to sit in isolation. I'm, I'm so tired. I worked all the week, and now I'm tired. Let me rest on Sunday. Let me sit at home. And now, actually, because many churches have the possibility to do online services, people are saying, no, let me stay at home. I just said, follow online. But we don't understand the mystery 
of the gathering of the body. When the body comes together, there is an anointing. There is a grace, the blessing that is released that cannot be released when you are alone. The Bible said that it's good for the brethren to come together. It's like an oil coming from the head of Aaron to his bed to his garment. It is a blessing coming. You see, the blessing is released when the body comes together. And the devil is fighting that. He's fighting, he's taking the advantage of the season of the pandemic to make the church sleep. But we need the fire to wake up to know that there is a mystery in fellowship. And the, the early church, when the fire came on them, they had the passion for the words, the passion for fellowship, and the passion for prayer. It's in verse 42, breaking of bread and prayer. They, no one was forcing them to pray. No one was asking them to pray. But the life of prayer was ignited in them as a result of the fire that came on them. And I pray that God will release fire on you, that the, the, the spirit of prayer will be awakened in you, the passion to pray and to read the word of God. And, and uh, number two, when the fire comes on you, you feel a strong desire in verse 43 then fear came upon every soul because of the fire in the church fear came upon every soul this fear is a reverent fear it's not the fear like uh, we are afraid of god no it, it is the, the fear that is it is backed up by the love i feel in me a great desire to honor god a great desire to please god a great desire to serve God, they call it the fear of God. It came upon them as a result of that fire. And, 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 and they, were, they felt in them to serve the Lord. This is one of the impact of the fire. And the verse, in the same verse, they said that and many wonders and signs were done to the apostle. You see, when the fire comes on you, the ability to perform miracles comes upon you. You need the fire to operate in healing, in deliverance. In, in, in many kind of gifts because the fire, many miracles and wonders were done through the apostle. And verse 44 says, now all who believed together and had all things, now all who believe were together and had all things in common. This is one of the results of fire. All the, the believers in that church were together. The fire of God bound them together. The, the, the spirit of, of selfishness could not exist in that church. They, 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 they had everything in common. Generosity is released by the fire. Certain churches, people are struggling even to give offering or tithes to, to contribute because something in the flesh is holding them back. But this church, when the fire came, the spirit of generosity was released upon them. They were they have everything together. They were always together and they were able to share everything. You see the results of fire. And when the fire of the Spirit comes, the, the passion is ignited in you. So these are the things that I want you to understand. And I want you, I'm giving you all this stuff just to prepare you that you love the fire of God and you seek the fire of God because that fire, when it comes on you, great things can happen. And the last one, the last one, before we pray, the fire of the Holy Spirit destroys 
the bondages of the enemy gives you freedom. The bondage are destroyed when the power of God comes upon you. Remember, the Bible says that the anointing breaks the yoke. When the yoke on a man or a woman, it takes the anointing for the breaking of the yoke. And the fire of God consumes the bondage of the enemy. Let's read the book of Judges, chapter 15, from verse 12 to verse 14. This will be our last scripture for this evening. Judges 15, verse 12 to verse 14. But they said to him, we have come down to arrest you, that we may deliver you into the hand of Philistine. Then Samson said to them, swear to me, you will not kill me yourself. So they spoke to him saying, no, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into the hand, into the hand. But we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up to the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistine came shouting against him. Then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire and his bond broke loose from his hand. You see what happened in the life of Samson when the Philistines were, were, were hunting him, they wanted to destroy, to kill him. His only people delivered him in the hand of the Philistines, but they tied him, they tied him with two new ropes. They tied him, they brought him in the camp of the enemy. If the Bible says the moment the enemy was celebrating that now we have the men we are looking for, immediately the spirit of the Lord came mightily. I like the way they put it. The, the spirit of the Lord came mightily. It means that the power of God came upon him and the ropes were consumed, burned, and the bond broke loose from his hand. You see, when the fire comes upon a person, the bondage of the enemy, the, 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 the yokes of the enemy are destroyed. The fire brings freedom. There are, there are people who are living in the bondage of addiction. They do all their best, but they cannot be free. But only the fire. There's a guy in my church who was addicted to cigarettes. And, 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 and his friend taught him and spoke to him many times. He said, no. They, they gave him a lot of encouragement, helping him, but the guy was still there. He, he was lying, lying, pretending. Sometimes he can stop, and after three months, he goes back again. And, and, and another one start even using drugs. He will lie, he will lie. But when they came to the church, one day the fire fell in the church so strongly. And I saw this guy coming with drugs, putting those drugs on the altar. They surrendered, begin to cry. Without someone praying for them, the fire was so strong, they encountered the fire and the deliverance took place. We see that addiction, the bondage of addiction are destroyed when the fire comes on people. Some people are under the bondage of anxiety, the bondage of sterility, poverty, sickness, premature death, many things. But only the fire of the Holy Spirit can bring the change and transformation. So to conclude, what I want you to understand that God has deposited great things in us. 
but we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit for the activation of all those potential and gifts within us. We need the power for us to stand up, to go and serve the Lord. We need to go out. We need to win soul. We need to shine at our workplace, at our university where we study, in our family. For you to shine, the power of God is necessity. And we want to pray for that. I would like you where you are. I will not hear your voice, but I want you to open your heart. And I want you to pray. I want you to, to, to repeat this prayer after me, and then I will pray for you. I want you to, to open your heart and repeat this prayer. Say after me, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. I open my heart right now, and I surrender completely to you right now. Father, I pray, let your spirit comes in power on me. I pray, release your fire on me. Set me on fire today. Set me on fire for prayer. Let your fire ignite the passion for your word in me. Let your fire ignite in me the passion for fellowship. Let your fire ignite in me the fear of God. And anything that holds me back, let your fire consume it. In the name of Jesus, thank you for empowering me. Thank you for touching me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm praying for you. Father God, I pray for my brothers and my sisters today in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, because in the spirit there's no distance. You say that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And I pray for every each one of them to receive power, the visitation from the Holy Spirit. Activate the sleeping gift in them. Activate the potential in them. Let the, the glory of God cover them. Let the fire of the Spirit come upon every each one of them and loose them from anything that can block them to grow spiritually or to serve you. Set them free and put the passion for your life, for your word, for your kingdom in their heart. We bless you for the work of the Holy Spirit. We bless you that you are working. Let your fire even set the captive free. Even those who are sick, let the fire of God consume the root of sickness. Those who are oppressed, let your fire destroy the power and the root of oppression. Those who are controlled by demonic forces, let your fire set them free today in the name of Jesus. Let the tongues of fire come on every each one of them. Father, lose your people to become light, to go in the community and share the word of God with boldness. Let the fire of God infuse boldness in us in the name of Jesus. I bless you today and I bless every each family. I bless every each person and we trust you for great harvest of soul in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray and we say amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.